0: In the tongue Bangla, Golpo is a curious word. It means story, a noun, and it also means conversation, the verb. I have grown up to the wonderful sound of Golpo, stories and conversations that have shaped me to be the storyteller that I am today. In this brand new season of Golpo, stories from around the world, me, your storyteller Rituparna, will continue to bring you stories that have picked me. Yes, stories pick me. They really ask me to tell them. They poke, punch, provoke and push me to tell them. But before they do all of that, they speak to me, lighting up my mind and my heart in ways that only a very special story can do. And in this podcast, I bring to you some of those special stories. These are just some of my stories, handpicked and tucked in my story bag, so I can tell them to you when the time is right. Are these stories for children or adults? Well, they are for anyone who has a heart beating for stories. And I really hope that this podcast helps you discover that inside you. Play this on your way to work, to put your child to sleep, To create a moment together as a family, to share an idea with your team, find a dose of inspiration, creativity, or a fresh perspective perhaps. Let these stories be your companion when you want some quality time with yourself. Like I said, you will hear a story today and I hope it stays with you and lights up your heart and mind like the way these stories do for me. ago, there lived an emperor who was so fond of new clothes that he spent all his money on them. He wanted to look the best dressed in the kingdom, not just in his own, but all the other neighbouring kingdoms. He did not care about his soldiers. He did not care about the people. He only liked to go out walking to show off his new clothes every day. So every day there was a parade on the streets of the kingdom. Where the king walked out with his new clothes so his subjects could look at his finery and praise him. With an emperor so obsessed with his royal robes, the kingdom drew a steady stream of visitors. Some who came to participate in the parade, others who came to take advantage of it. One day, two imposters arrived. They called themselves weavers who had the secret to weaving the world's rarest and most magical fabric. Of course, The fabric had unmatched texture and design. But what was unique is that the cloth would be invisible to anyone who was not fit for office or was utterly stupid. Those must indeed be splendid clothes, thought the emperor. If I had them on, I could find out which men in my kingdom are unfit for the offices they hold. I could distinguish the wise from the stupid. Yes, this cloth must be woven for me at once. And he gave both the imposters much money so they might begin their work. They placed two weaving looms and began their work immediately. They demanded the finest silk and the best gold, all of which went inside their pockets. The looms remained empty to the human eye, but they kept working on them till late into the night. I wonder... How is the cloth coming along? I would love to know how much of it is ready, thought the emperor. But he remembered that the cloth would be invisible to the stupid and unsuitable in office. Now, he certainly believed that he had nothing to fear for himself, but he wanted to send somebody else in order to see how he stood with regard to his office. Everybody in the whole town knew what a wonderful power the cloth had. And they were all curious to see how bad or how stupid their neighbour was. I will send my old and honoured minister to the weavers, thought the emperor. He can judge best what the cloth is like, for he has intellect. And no one understands his office better than he. Now the good old minister went into the hall where the two impostors sat working in the empty weaving looms. Dear me, thought the old minister opening his eyes wide. I can see nothing. But he did not say so. The imposters begged the minister to take a closer look at the colour, texture and pattern on the invisible fabric. They gushed praise for their own work and fetched for compliments. They pointed to the empty loom and, of course, the old minister could see nothing. Dear, dear, thought he, can I be stupid? I have never thought of that, and nobody must know that. Can I be not fit for my office? No, must certainly not say that. I cannot see the cloth. Have you nothing to say? asked one of the men who was weaving. Uh, uh, Oh, it's lovely, most lovely, answered the old minister, looking through his spectacles. What a texture, what colours, yes. Yes, I will tell the emperor that it pleases me very much. Now, we are delighted at that, said both the weavers, and then went on to name the colours and explain the make of the texture. The old minister paid great attention, so that he could tell the same to the emperor when he came back to him, which he did. The imposters now wanted more money, more silk and more gold to use in their weaving. They put it all in their own pockets and there came no threads on the loom, but they went on as they had done before working at the empty loom. The emperor soon sent another worthy statesman to see how the weaving was getting on, and whether the cloth would soon be finished. It was the same with him as was with the old minister. The statesman looked and looked, but there was nothing on the empty loom that he could see. Like the old minister, the statesman was too shocked to know that he was unworthy and stupid. He covered it up, of course, and went to the emperor and sang false praise for the invisible cloth that he had seen and touched. Everybody in the town was talking of the magnificent cloth. Now the emperor wanted to see it himself while it was still on the loom. With a great crowd of select followers, amongst whom were both the worthy statesmen who had already seen it before, he went to the cunning impostors who were now weaving with all their might, but without fibre or thread. "'Is it not splendid?' said both the old statesmen, who had already been there. "'See, your majesty, what a texture, what colours. And then they pointed to the empty loom, for they believed that the others could see the cloth quite well. "'What?' thought the emperor. "'I can see nothing. "'This is indeed horrible. "'Am I stupid?' Am I not fit to be emperor? That were the most dreadful thing that could happen to me. Oh, it's very beautiful, he said. It has my gracious approval. And then he nodded pleasantly and examined the empty loom, for he would not say that he could see nothing. The emperor's retinue of followers echoed the king's praise. Everyone was too shocked, disturbed, and nervous to accept. That they couldn't see a thing. The emperor was so impressed by the weavers that he gave them the title of court weavers. That night, the night before the parade, the imposters stayed up cutting, sewing and hemming the invisible cloth to make new clothes for the emperor. The next morning, the emperor came to wear his new clothes. He took off all his clothes and the imposters placed themselves before him, as if they were putting on each part of his new clothes which were ready. How beautiful they fit, how well they sit, said everybody. What material, what colours, it is a gorgeous suit. Look, I am ready, said the emperor, turning to his knights. Doesn't it sit well? And he turned himself again to the mirror to see if his finery was all right. The knights were surprised. The chamberlains picked up the invisible train from the floor and carried it gently. Finally, the emperor walked out into the parade. All the people in the streets and at the windows said, How matchless are the emperor's new clothes! That train fastened to his dress, how beautifully it hangs! No one wished it to be noticed, that he could see nothing. For then, he would have been unfit for his office, or else very stupid. None of the emperor's clothes had met with such approval as these had. But he has nothing on, said a little child at last. Just listen to this innocent child, said the father, and each one whispered to his neighbour what the child had said. But he has nothing on, the whole of the people called out at last. This struck the emperor, for it seemed to him as if they were right, but he thought to himself, I must go on with the procession now. And the chamberlains walked along still more uprightly, holding up the train, which was not there at all. The Emperor's new clothes has always delighted me. This Hans Christian Andersen story makes it to my precious list of few fairy tales that I actually tell. It has never failed to delight listeners. This classic story is so famous that it has grown to be a popular idiom used to depict something or someone who is liked only because it's not easy to dislike, criticise or go against popular perception. This story is an example of what is called pluralistic ignorance, a collective illusion, where a people tend to support a perspective that they do not agree with only because they feel that the majority is on the other side. Standing up for one's own perspective, even while knowing that you are the only one in the room with the contrary view, is an important reminder to each one of us. Think of a child who surrenders to peer pressure or popular behaviour. Think of a family member who has no room to exercise one's agency just because it goes with the family's expectations. Think of an organisation where employees don't speak up when things go wrong. Emperor's new clothes is also about imposter syndrome. Remember, each minister and the king himself doubted their positions in the court. I can see nothing. This is indeed horrible. Am I stupid? Am I not fit to be the emperor?" asked the emperor, doubting his own credibility as a leader. The fear of being proven inadequate made them surrender to the illusion of seeing finely woven, invisible clothes. Emperor's new clothes is also a reminder of the bystander effect, a situation where we wait for others to take action. Imagine the charade of watching a naked emperor sashay down the parade, showing off his invisible new clothes. Imagine the lines of spectators who hold up the illusion and don't want to break it. You can surely see through the bystander effect into play, where no one takes the ownership to break the illusion and say the truth. No one except the small child. Above everything else, Emperor's New Clothes is also about an obsessive relationship with the exterior world. Our clothes, our looks, our bodies. The shallowness of low self-esteem that needs a constant validation. The hollowness inside and the need to be liked and followed is very dangerous. Retell this story gently to someone who's walking around like the emperor consumed in his idea of greatness. The emperor who is naked. The emperor who wants everyone to praise him even though that they can see through him, quite literally. We are gathering voices of our listeners. If you are listening to Golpo, we want to feature you. Look into the show notes to find your gateway into the podcast. If you are a teacher, look up Spark Classrooms on our website. Lesson plans and more ideas around story pedagogy coming your way. If you like the podcast, please rate and review us so that our stories travel to more listeners. That's how our sound of stories travel and we need you to help us do that. We imagine a world where people come together with a story, a safe space that welcomes listeners to listen to a shared story. Where the story triggers conversations, learnings, discoveries, thoughts and actions. The stories in this podcast are carefully selected so they can travel to classrooms, living rooms and boardrooms, giving you an idea worth sharing about. Thank you for listening. Golpo Stories from Around the World is a podcast of stories that spark conversations. You will find a bunch of traditional tales in here, retold and bridged with the world that we live in today. A story grows only when it is told, so go ahead and share these stories in the classroom, in the boardroom, or in your living room. And come back to me and tell me, what did everyone say? If you like my stories and want to support this podcast, then you may want to gift a story, a little contribution to make storytelling sustainable for you, me, and others. To know more about my work, you can look up www.yourstorybag.com. I have a weekly newsletter. Follow the sound of my stories with the hashtag storytelling with Rituparna. You can connect with me on social media. The links are in the show notes below. Until the next story, happy storytelling.